With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Great chat with Terry Wolf last hour. If you missed it, check the archives. Soon ruffled some flat earth feathers there. But hey, look, you don't have to agree with, with me and everything. I don't have to agree with you. We can respect and love each other. I don't get offended that people view don't view things as I do. You shouldn't get offended that I don't view things as, as you do. That's just life. You know, there's a great, I watched two episodes of Tucker last night with Dana White and the other with Kid Rock. And Kid Rock made that same point. He's got friends that are Democrats, others that are Trump. Uh, and when they get into um, a dispute when it comes to Trump, Kid Rock's like, oh, let's talk about something else that we agree on. And, that, you know, that's that's my that's always been my attitude. We got the awesome Michael Rivero of whatreallyhappened.com uh, coming up. Uh, someone already put a question for him in the chat. So, you know, please feel free to do that i'm scanning the chat when i can and if there's a question throwing it into my notes uh what's going on they're prepping us for cyber polygon it's so close i can smell it uh massive cyber attack reported on ukrainian bank phone operator a massive hacker attack was reported today by monobank one of ukraine's largest banks the news came as the ukraine ukrainian telecom company kievstar said that it had also come under a massive cyber attack that caused widespread internet and network outages. So you best start making preparations. Also, Rumble has been uh, suffering cyber attacks, and they think they were knocked offline by a targeted cyber attack for hosting the January 6th false flag capital riot um, videos, basically, the FBI false flag operation known as, uh, you know, J6, everyone from Biden to China and the FBI are also being blamed for the site's outages. Again, who's the first culprit that comes to mind? The U.S. government. If the U.S. government carried out the J6 false flag, then who's going to be cyber attacking? China? Russia? No, it's going to be the U.S. government cyber attacking Rumble. So that's what's going on. Uh, we've also got, you know, David Sachs, the former PayPal dude. He's got his uh, podcast he does with some of the other um, fintech wealthy guys, Chamath and and Jason Kalakanis and David Friedberg. I think it's called the All In um, podcast. And one of the fan accounts, which had a huge following uh, on Instagram, uh, got banned. So they're pretty. What might you call it? Is it milk toast? The word. The, the word for me. They're not very. They don't really cross the Rubicon. Uh, they don't go beyond the Overton window so far, in, in my opinion. And I find it odd that Instagram has banned um, this fan account that had twenty-two thousand followers, was reaching half a million people a month. So more and more people are joining the algorithm ghetto. The Russian Ministry of Defense again put out um, a briefing talking about how specifically they were talking about how the Pentagon, CIA, USAID were behind COVID-19. So that's interesting. And they're talking about the Pentagon biolabs in Ukraine. They keep bringing this up because no one is taking them seriously. And I think they need to keep bringing this up. 
I thought this was big news. The House just passed yesterday, H.R. 1042, the Prohibiting Russian Uranium Imports Act. They say uh, the Energy and Commerce Committee says, because American leadership in nuclear technology is critical to our economic energy and national security, we are ending America's dangerous reliance on Russian-sourced fuels. The bill supports American nuclear energy, which provides clean, reliable, and affordable energy for people all over the country. I've been wondering for the longest while, as have others, if we're at war with Russia, uh, why are we still buying their uranium? It, it doesn't make sense. We're at war with them. We want to kill them. But hey, we're, we're buying their goods. Uh, this makes sense uh, now that we will finally stop um, purchasing their uranium. So I thought that was uh, interesting. Lyle Goldstein, China, Russia watcher. I always like to check his feed and uh, he's reading the Russian Chinese papers and he's signing one from today uh, where the Russians say, quote, the Yankees are performing exactly the same trick in relation to South Korea, which has almost gotten go ahead for its own atomic bomb for exactly the same pur purpose as in the case of Japan. So that it is not America itself that fights with Russia and China. Again, interesting perspectives coming from the Russians and the Chinese, which is why you got to get outside your bubble, read the Iranian press, uh, Chinese, Russian, uh, whatever press, you know, Mexican, whatever you can get your hands on, use auto translate and so forth. Um, Biden has come out uh, basically here. CNN is reporting rifts between the U.S. and Israel have spilled into the public as Biden warned Israel was losing international support for its campaign against Hamas. Ron Unz was on the program last night saying the same thing. Uh, although it's interesting, Biden did uh, also say, quote, I am a Zionist. Uh, so otherwise, I haven't seen too much more interesting news coming. Uh, I haven't been paying too much attention to the Israel Hamas stuff. Uh, what else is going on? The cruise missile strikes Norway flagged tanker off Yemen. U.S. military says the missile was launched from Houthi-controlled area of Yemen as the tanker passed the Bab el-Mandeb Strait. And Netherlands raises the terror threats to second highest as anti-terror chiefs warn of substantial risk of attack. False flag? Maybe? Maybe not. I don't want to find out. Uh, and what else is uh, going on? Scandinavian Airlines bans Nesquik in support of Ukraine. Don't drink Nesquik uh, or you're, you're supporting the Russians. <laughs> I wouldn't really drink it anyways. It's eh. Nestle. You don't want to really support one of the globalist transnational corporations like ne Nestle. They are. Can I say that they're evil? I don't want to get in trouble. All right. Um, a reminder that if you ever miss your favorite TNT show or interview, you can always listen back when you want, whenever you want. Just go to the episodes on TNTradio.live. We're also on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart. Tune in, leave a podcast review. Uh, that's a big help. There's no reason to miss out on anything at TNT Radio. Getting straight to the facts. Enough with the lies. We need facts. This is today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Before the dust has settled on the debate over whether such a move should even be considered an option, according to multiple reports, the Israeli military has begun pumping seawater 
into Hamas's tunnel complex in Gaza. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Hey, Sorori. I love the way um, the Zero Zero Hedge has some killer reporting sometimes. Um, so they, they opened up their reporting. I'd love to share this part here. Uh, they said Israel's previously reported somewhat far-fetched sounding plan to flood Gaza's underground network of tunnels to flush out and kill Hamas operatives is actually happening. That's right. It's no longer an option, apparently. Um, the Wall Street Journal uh, reported today, Tuesday, uh, quote, Israel's military has begun to pump seawater into Hamas's vast complex of tunnels in Gaza, according to U.S. officials briefed on the Israeli military's operations, part of an intensive effort to destroy the underground infrastructure that has underpinned the group's operations, end quote. Uh, so, yes, they are doing this, and the water they're using is being pumped in from the nearby Mediterranean Sea. Uh, the plan was initially widely considered one military quote-unquote option among several, and many observers saw it as unrealistic, given that the tunnels themselves stretch for miles and miles the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, have not officially announced that it has initiated the plan, but have only said these operations remain classified. But it's already happening, possibly already for days, according to the Wall Street Journal, who writes, quote, flooding the tunnels, which would likely be a weeks long process, began around the time Israel added two more pumps to the five pumps installed last month and conducted some initial tests, U.S. officials said, end quote. Some U.S. officials have previously expressed concern about the plan, also given the potential to kill more civilians and further destroy the Strip's infrastructure. A prime issue is that some 137 Israeli and foreign hostages remain in Hamas captivity after the end of last week's ceasefire and prisoner swamp swap deal uh, very likely all or many of them are being kept somewhere within the tunnel system and its cavernous rooms Hamas even has subterranean offices and command centers within is what we're led to believe so you know why would we do this uh, Israel has thus far identified at least 800 tunnels but believes the network is still much bigger than what's known um, an unnamed security source told the Wall Street Journal last week, quote, we are not sure how successful pumping will be since nobody knows the details of the tunnels and the ground around them. It's impossible to know that to know if that will be effective because we don't know how seawater will drain in tunnels. No one has done it before, basically, end quote. So. Sounds like a good idea. Why don't we just do it, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's some other issues here. There's also the question of the seawater destroying altogether what's left of the Strip's already badly damaged water system, which draws on Gaza, Gaza's increasingly saltier aquifer. So the drinking water is just going to get worse. The whole flooding initiative could also bring down more buildings or entire blocks, making the place uninhabitable for years to come. The White House has reportedly expressed concern to Israeli leaders over the likely disastrous humanitarian and ecological fallout that now Harvori appears to, to be getting worse. By the way, Russia 
uh, of all places, has been the strongest condemner of this uh, warning against flooding in the tunnels, saying it would be tantamount to a war crime. What do you think, Hervori? Uh, is this a war crime and or has the war crimes already begun? You know, some years ago here in Mexico, I I, I did some Krav Maga with a IDF soldier, um, South American born Israeli served in the IDF. I don't know how many years. Really cool guy. And he had a Krav Maga Institute uh, and we'd go uh, shooting with firearms trying to kill each other well you know doing crazy stuff like taking your belt off and there was another guy my height and I would take the the, the belt wrap it around his neck and then throw him over over my you know using my body weight to toss him over me and he'd do the same uh with me and then we had the opportunity to uh waterboard assist in the waterboarding of volunteers uh, or to be waterboarded and that that's what came to mind with me if you're flooding the tunnels with the water people are gonna drown uh doesn't that count as sort of like waterboarding which is <laughs> torture because you know waterboarding simulates um drowning or you know and can in fact uh, i think kill uh people but uh th that's um what came to mind as as well you know yesterday i talked with ron owens this myth of idf invincible invincibility i think he's got a point there and so you know we, we hear all this stuff that the idf is going to do and i think we have to recall remember they are humans uh, also and every military is um has has its problems uh and but you know, they, they got a week to get out that's plenty of time i don't know how successful really that's going to be but i think the key what you said is it's making the place uninhabitable wall street journal writes here some biden officials have been concerned that the that using seawater might not be effective and could endanger Gaza's fresh water supply. Egypt in 2015 used seawater to flood tunnels operated by smugglers, uh, prompting complaints from nearby farmers about damaged crops. And so I think we're, we're, we keep seeing this trend of how they're they're leveling Gaza. Now they want to flood it with water. It's like they want to. That's part of that expulsion process. They want to make it uninhabitable so people just get out of dodge that you know we've i've talked about it before in the program this idea of the ben Gurion canal uh you know this would also add uh you know more weight evidence to that idea but you know what say you what well, they'd be like oh wow we would love to rebuild and do this and that but it's, it's just a total wasteland so you know hey why don't we just build a canal through here what a good idea right or whatever um, I only pray and hope that uh, people don't wind up drowning as a result of this, uh, of all the things, the options here. They're all bad, but from what I understand, from what I've read, and um, I guess medical doctors have insisted that drowning is one of the worst, most painful ways to go. So I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to avoid that myself. But uh, yeah, I, I hope that, you know, you know, all the killing stops personally, but good luck with that. that. Would Maybe we'll get a Christmas truce like in World War uh, One, and also WSJ also reports Israel's military has been reluctant to send soldiers underground where they would lose their tactical firepower advantage and encounter booby traps. And I recently saw there's this popular Twitter account telegram, Lord Bebo, and they posted a clip from Vietnam, uh, an insane video going taking a tour of what it was like to be a soldier on both sides of Vietnam in the tunnels with booby traps and spikes and drowning and all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm glad I was not a, a US soldier during Vietnam. That would have been 
that would have been hell. Uh, all right, Ruckus, uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. We got Mike Rivero coming on. What really happens.com. Leave questions uh, uh, for him in the chat or through my email, a contact form, or or call in. We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Patrick Henningsen. There's a dark cloud which is gathering over Ukraine. This has been an absolute disaster. In the last month alone, as I reported previously, Ukraine's lost 13,000 troops in October. So what does that mean? Well, you can guess that recruitment is probably down. So right now, the government in Kiev, the Zelensky government's doing forced conscription. Morale is at an all-time low. Uh, we've also seen conscientious objectors uh, who are taking to social media like Telegram who reported uh, that they were just finished a six-month prison sentence uh, after refusing to go to the front line. Some of the forced conscripts rebelled, were imprisoned for six months, did a six-month sentence, and then the day before their release, they were put into a van and then sent to the front line. I kid you not. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT Radio. I'm just going to do a I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me and I was trying to figure it out and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. If you're still wearing a cloth or a surgical mask around in public, you're guilty of spreading COVID misinformation. It really is that simple. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, returning to the broadcast is is OG broadcaster Michael Rivero of WhatReallyHappened.com. I think I had you on about a year and a half ago for the first time. It was great to chat. How are you doing, Mike? Well, I'm doing fine. About yourself? I'm I'm doing as as good as one can in these crazy times. And you know, I was th a while back. I was thinking I wanted to uh, reach out, get you back on. Uh, and then I noticed that you, um, your your radio, I guess you re retired it for now, if you want to give us an update for what, yeah, what's going I, on. Yeah, I basically, I mean, it was effectively a full-time job uh, for which I was not getting paid. And, uh, you know, I'm 71 years old and I'm dealing with health issues and I, I need to focus on uh, turning uh, the whatreallyhappened.com website uh, into more of a financial success. And so I just had to make a choice. And I went back to my original roots, which is 
the, the website. But I'm always happy to do guest shots on other people's shows like yours. And, uh, and you know, th that's a good idea. I, you know, I'm not close to 70, but even I'm having, uh, uh, you know, health issues. Get, when, when you get older, that's what what happens with everyone got to watch your yep. diet and all that but uh, one of the listeners in the chat is asking how uh is miss claire miss claire is doing uh wonderful we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary on the 5th and um she had an album signing at the santa claus museum over the weekend she was very happy how that went and uh, of course, being the uh, church music lady and having two churches she's involved in, she's got a lot of Christmas performances coming up for the holidays. That's uh, that's good uh, to hear. And I, I wanted to get your sort of broad thoughts on, on a bunch of things as to see where your head's at, uh, how you sort of see this the state of um, America, the world. Maybe before getting to that, you know, in the past few days, there's been a lot of noise about Alex Jones returning to X. Uh, he did that interview with Elon Musk and and Andrew Tate, and it seems like a lot of these figures now in alternative media are gaining momentum. You know, Tucker Carlson is is um, getting huge. You know, Elon Musk seems to be lo lo um, leading the way. I can't. I'm not a Musk fan, but your your thoughts on some of this? Well, uh, what it really comes on down to is that the corporate media and the government have lied so much that nobody trusts them any longer. And people want to uh, know that they know what's going on, that they have a good beat on things, and they have come to understand they're not going to find that in the, the big newspapers or the TV network news. They're going to have to go online to small, independent broadcasters such as yourself uh, who are not captured by large advertisers, and we can basically do a careful analysis of what's going on and say, this is what is really happening. Yeah, people are just getting tired. I mean, legacy media, I think they can really feel it. Washington Post journalists are on strike. I hope they stay on strike forever. Uh, but so much is going on. What, what, off the bat, what's one issue or threat facing us that perhaps you've been thinking about or examining lately? Well, I have for a long time said the biggest danger to our country is this massive election fraud that we're having to deal with. And... Uh, uh, you know, more and more election fraud is coming to light and the corporate media and the politicians are in lockstep saying, oh, no, 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 no. The elections are fair. It's a conspiracy theory. You can trust those ballot boxes and mail in ballots and the rest of it. Uh, but I, more and more Americans are now convinced that there was a great deal of fraud in the 2020 election. They are concerned that there will be a lot of fraud in the 2024 election. And uh, Tucker Carlson came on out with a, a warning that if the Democrats succeed in throwing Donald Trump in prison before the election, it could result in violence. And I'm afraid I have to agree with them. And I would say the same thing. If we see another stolen election, uh, we could see this country start to really come apart. And maybe that's intentional, because when you look at all the chaos that's going on, you know, the LGBTQ nonsense, the tearing down of our cultural identity with like Thomas Jefferson and, you know, uh, uh, just fanning racism as hard as they can, uh, open borders, letting crime go completely out of control. These are the steps that you do when you want the chaos to build to a point where the people throw up their hands and say, all right, take our guns, take our freedoms. We just want 
safety and security. And uh, this is exactly the model that Hitler followed in Germany using the brown shirts. We're seeing the uh, 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 various groups in this country doing violence and not getting punished for it. Uh, uh, Stalin did the same thing in the Soviet Union. Pol Pot did it in Cambodia. It's, it's kind of a standard tool to establish a dictatorship. Yeah, and I'm seeing, you know, I, I'd agree with you. I see a lot of signals pointing in that direction. You've got the mass uh, migrants being funneled into possibly, they're already wrecking havoc. Um, and, you know, the, the, you mentioned brown shirts. You know, we got the red and, and, and green shirts today. Uh, and and they're, they're the guard now that's forming. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid... I'm afraid to find out what 2024 looks like. So do you, one possibility is that we would become, um, if things go the wrong way, an open, open dictatorship, basically. Well, I mean, you've already got Al Gore out there saying that freedom of speech has become a threat to democracy. You don't get much more Orwellian than that. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the program, the legacy media understands they've lost control of the minds of America. They've lost control of the narrative. They want to get it back, but they can't compete with the independent media on a factual basis because they continue to lie. And we just sit back here and point out this is where they lied. All right. Yeah. Um, as, as you said, you know, it's it can't get any more. Obvious, it's time for our headlines. We'll be right back, Mike. Okay. Question. Huh? What are you guys doing today? The news. TNT Radio News. Sounds good. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israeli troops are encircling Hamas's last two strongholds in northern Gaza, according to Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant. Australian businesses are now legally required to proactively prevent sexual harassment and discrimination in the workplace following new regulations that have come into effect. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak presented witness evidence to the ongoing COVID inquiry yesterday, defending his Eat Out to Help Out scheme and his decision to reopen retailers instead of schools. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. We're talking to uh, who I would call the the renowned Michael Rivero of what really happened dot com. Uh, I've been following uh, your stuff two decades now. And is is that the main website? And I see people um, people can advertise with you and they can also donate to help you out. Uh, yeah, what really happened dot com is where it all started. Um, actually, it started 30 years ago as a small page off to the side of my uh, movie resume page, uh, which drew some unfortunate attention uh, and resulted in my blacklisting. Uh, then it was called Rancho Runamucca because I wasn't really all that serious about it. And then about 22, 23 years ago, uh, we re-registered the domain as whatreallyhappened.com, and it stayed there ever since. It's gone through several evolutions of software. Recently, I was forced to upgrade from Drupal 6 to Drupal 9. I much preferred the Drupal 6 version, but, you know, we're just having uh, to deal with that. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we do accept advertising uh, for certain products and services, you know. So if you're a porn thing, don't contact me. And uh, donations are always welcome uh, to, to keep us, uh, you know, uh, keep the bills paid. 
All right. Yeah. And, you know, just as you mentioned, uh, Al Gore wanting to ban speech. I mean, today there's a bill being discussed, which wants to basically expand the Patriot Act um, to the point. Um, I, I think I lost the note, but basically to the point where they could the government would be able the to government inter- can spy on all phone communication text communication um email everything without a warrant a clear violation of the fourth amendment and a reminder that our government has gone off the constitutional reservation uh you know they're ignoring the fourth amendment they are constantly attacking the second amendment now they're attacking the first amendment uh both in the area of freedom of speech as al gore is doing and uh in terms of restricting religious uh, practices. uh, And again, this is not the country uh, that we're supposed to have. That constitution is the original contract with America. And the government is obligated to keep their side of the deal uh, or the American people are justified in saying, well, nice idea, but, you know, we've got to start over. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 absolutely insane. And, you know, $200 million of our tax money, which is signed off to Zelensky uh, again uh, today. Your your thoughts on the wars that are brewing, you know, in, in Ukraine, they it just they keep going. It seems like support is, is dying down, but they just keep throwing fuel on the fire. And then we got the, the um, what's going on in Israel. Thoughts on uh, foreign policy? Well, uh, you know, one of the uh, major tools of statecraft is blackmail. And we know that when Hunter Biden was doing his deals with Burisma Energy in Ukraine, uh, a Burisma executive made recordings of the phone calls. And by now, I think it's safe to assume that Zelensky has those and is using them to apply pressure on Joe Biden to keep sending the money, even though we're broke. We're $32 trillion in debt. We've run out of weapons. We got humiliated in Afghanistan. We're barely holding on in Syria and Iraq. And now, of course, we're pouring all this money and weapons into Israel. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, even Biden was telling Netanyahu, look, we we got to pull back because the world is turning against you because of the indiscriminate bombing. I mean, Israel has wrecked its public image and it's going to take generations to get it back. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that from a lot of folks. Uh, last night I had Ron Unzan, um, and then just across the board, people are just recognizing that. Um, I, I've feared a wider war that, that that we could be pushed into with Iran. It seems for now cooler heads are prevailing. You know, any any other thoughts on whether they might escalate towards World War Three, or, you know, even in the Indo-Pacific, there's a movement going on there? Yeah, I I think we're definitely on the edge of a potential world war. And my concern about Israel and, uh, well, Palestine, because there's attacks going on in the West Bank, is that it will escalate to a wider regional war. I mean, Israel and Syria are trading attacks. Israel and Lebanon are trading attacks. Uh, You know, Yemen is shooting at Israel. And uh, basically, Israel's relations with the uh, its neighboring nations have been destroyed. Yeah, it's definitely not looking uh, good. And um, looking at the economy, um, there was that documentary I was uh, looking at recently. All wars are, are banker wars. That ah, was, yes. um, uh, yeah, that, that was based on your work. Uh, and you know, another point is this feudalism, this neo feudalism 
that they're trying to bring upon us. And I think uh, I've, I've seen other uh, smart people that I follow say inflation is one of the key weapons. So they're eroding the middle class. You, you, know, you mentioned the debt already. I'm just wondering how long this merry-go-round, uh, uh, this roller coaster can, can continue uh, before you know we, we, we hit the wall. Well, I think it's probably closer than most people realize because Russia, when Putin did his tour of the Mideast, he signed PEG agreements with uh, many of those countries pegging their currencies to the Russian ruble, uh, thereby ending the petrodollar. And there was an article that came through yesterday. There are over 30 nations ready to join the BRICS alignment and drop the use of the U.S. dollar. And when that happens, when there's no foreign demand to prop up the dollar, it's not like we really have much of anything to sell that uh, people would bring dollars back here. Well, what, what do you think would be the effect? You know, if that happens, um, what would be the effect in America for uh, Americans? I think we would see a depression that would make the one from the 1930s look like a speed bump. Yeah, I remember reading Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin, uh, and, and you know, he, he wrote different editions of that book, um, first published in the early 90s. Uh, and one of the things he said, that this would happen, basically, and that the dollars would be sent back to the U.S., which would create inflation and hyper um, in inflation. And the thoughts on the, well, you mentioned Al Gore earlier and, you know, COP28, and Al Gore was crying on X Twitter uh, the other yeah. day about no one's taking the climate change agenda seriously. I take that as positive news. Um, and, and any thoughts on, you know, th this uh, plan, this green It's another uh, failed agenda? hoax. You know, it's another failed hoax by the government and along with COVID masks and so forth and so on. And Al Gore is crying because they can't get us uh, uh we won't be fooled again, to quote the old song. Or to quote George George Bush. When he well, tried he to sort of butchered it, but yeah. 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 Um, so I guess I guess that's some um, good news. Many countries seem not to want to, you know, China's building nuclear reactors. They're using coal, increasing their coal mm -hmm. use. And you got this madman, John Kerry, saying we're going to shut down coal. Uh, in America, it seems like, We've got foreign agents running our government, and they're doing their darnest to to balkanize and and destroy uh, America. Are you hopeful we might be able to turn things around here? Well, we have to turn things around. But when you get to John Kerry, I mean, did you hear the other day he came out and said we have to shut down farms or people will starve? And okay. Um, Harry doesn't seem to understand the relationship between farmers and those nice plastic wrap packages in the supermarket. I mean, it's absolute insanity. You know, agweb.com published a story today I was reading where they just flat out were confiscating one uh, rancher farmer's land because he had some rare orange spider in a cave uh, somewhere in a, uh, and they had to like, confiscate a large part of it you know because climate change and so he's he's battling that i, I did have a a guest on a canadian political candidate um not long ago he's also dutch uh and he was talking about how at least in the netherlands the globalist tide seems to be uh turning but yes you know that that you're you're getting you know the, the fvd and the the other party pvv i think i can't recall uh they're um gaining ground now but 
the, the ultimate goal is, uh, I think, world government. Um, how, how close do you think the project is falling apart or do you think they're still advancing? You know, there's this talk about the WHO well, pan pandemic stumbling. treaty and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's stumbling. And my concern is that in the process of failing, uh, they're going to pretty much wreck the global civilization in the process. So it's going to be like Mad, Mad Max, uh, something like that. Yeah, it could be that bad. I, I've, I've seen that, too, because if, if that happens, you know, they're talking about the coming cyber attacks. You know, we've heard Cyber Polygon, which they said is going to happen by 2025. And this new movie just dropped on Netflix, basically talking about a cyber attack uh, event. And then if that happens, grids can go down um, and then that will create sort of a, a mini Mad Max scenario, no, where we have a societal collapse uh, and then people don't have access to basic goods, uh, lose their jobs and and, and so forth. Well, you know, obviously the problem with a cyber attack taking down our system is that the government has not adequately prepared the system to deal with this kind of cyber attack. So this is another huge failure for the government. Yeah, the, the grid is really uh, fragile. I've, I've had on guests in the past, like Stephen Starr, talking about, you know, EMP attacks and how the grid, uh, you know, we don't have the transformers um, to replace any that are damaged. They take years and they come from China. And so that is another uh, Achilles heel. Um, you know, your thoughts maybe on transhumanism. They, they do continue to push that. The, the, the Neuralink matrix thing that's going on. And you know, even the transgender stuff, which I view part of this transhuman ideologies like transgenderism is paving the way uh for this you know do you think we're reaching peak woke uh or, or not and then some of your thoughts on some of the uh you know projects that these elites have regarding transhumanism well uh <clears throat> first of all i think wokeism is starting to tear itself apart because in order to stay newsworthy it has to get more and more and more extreme uh, to the point where everybody says, oh, come on, this is just way too much. And so I, I think wokeism in and of itself is going to fizzle. We're seeing parents push back against gender studies and critical race theory in the schools. Uh, they're running for the school boards. They're taking over the school boards. They're, they're reshaping American schools back to institutions of education rather than indoctrination. Now, as far as transhumanism is concerned, We've kind of uh, sort of been dancing around the edge of that. Uh, you know, it may not be a Neuralink, you know, but we do combine uh, men and machines in various ways, like eyeglasses. And um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, embeddable. And I, I had cataract surgery, so these are plastic. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, but, but like any technology... I really do think we need to be careful and take it very slowly. I mean, look what happened when they rushed the COVID vaccine. What a disaster that has turned into. Um, yeah, yeah. And just on mentioning that, uh, do you think, you know, the Russian government, military of defense, I think just yesterday, they keep trying to bring this up um, that they're, they were pointing the finger. So the Russians yesterday were again pointing the finger at the Pentagon, CIA and USAID being behind COVID, you know, your, your thoughts on that and then the excess deaths um, that, that people are talking about, you know, the new whistleblower in New Zealand and whatnot. Well, I think um, uh, I've seen enough evidence that COVID was a synthetic creation in a lab. 
and uh, somebody dropped a test tube and everybody panicked. But it turned out that as a biological weapon, COVID really wasn't all that effective. And in fact, the rush job vaccines filled with fragments of DNA and who knows what all else is in there. Drano, I, you know, I don't know, uh, really caused a lot of damage, blood clots, myocarditis, periocarditis. And uh, yeah, the uh, statistics for uh, uh, increasing death rates among the young are, are pretty much unequivocal at this point. It's yeah, it's it's sad to continue, you know, hearing I think a week or two ago, a 22 year old athlete I read in the US uh, dropped dead. So people uh, continue having these issues it's it's time for our break again the website is what really happened.com bookmark it uh check it out uh, leave a question for mike in the chat or or even call in we'll be right back life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome pre-diabetes does one in three adults has pre-diabetes but with early diagnosis Pre-diabetes can be reversed. And you can change the outcome. Take the one-minute pre-diabetes risk test today. Go to doihaveprediabetes.org. When I had my heart event close to four years ago, I was at the gym, thought I deserve a coffee, and thought I'll top up with fuel, ordered a coffee. But while I was pumping fuel, I started to get chest pains. Then it got worse and worse and worse. So then I was leaning on the counter thinking, yeah, something's not quite right. So then I went to wait for the coffee and that's when it really, really hit. And Joy just, you know, mouthed, do you need an ambulance? And I remember nodding. I wasn't even thinking about a heart attack. I just thought something is seriously wrong with me here. So when the cardiologist came to see me, she informed me that I'd had what they call a widowmaker heart attack. Bit of a shock when someone says, you know, you nearly died. <laughs> Everybody should be aware of all the symptoms of a heart attack that women can have that aren't typical of the shoulder pain, the right arm pain. I go to the gym, I do yoga, Pilates, I swim, I go on bike rides, and yet I still had a heart attack. You just don't know it could be you. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. It's our final segment with Michael Rivero, whatreallyhappens.com. Um, he gets a lot of visits there. You can uh, advertise. There's the store. A lot of news um, that's posted, uh, as well as you can donate um, to help uh, his help what he's doing. And I did want to ask, since you've been in this game for so long, uh, Michael, you know, if you have any thoughts. And and given that for now, you know, you you've retired the, the radio broadcast. You know, any any reflections, you know, r reminiscing thoughts, you know, lessons r regarding after having done this for so long, do, do you sometimes get tired? Do you hit a wall or do, do you get are you getting re-energized or, or do you sometimes have the desire to shift gears when it comes to what you've been doing? I know right now you said you're going to focus on the website, but, you know, uh, any thoughts after being a truth teller for, for so many uh, years? Yeah, it's been 30 years and. Um... Uh, there are times when it gets very, very depressing watching what's going on. And uh, uh, that was another reason I quit the radio show. Uh, it was just wallowing all day long in all the news that I had to sort out to do the show prep. Uh, after a while, it, it begins to affect you. And 
you know, sometimes you do want to walk away and say, I don't want to hear this anymore. But I do feel like we're approaching a crisis point. And, you know, I I would hate to miss the final party. Let's just put it that way. That's a great way to put it. And I often feel like, uh, as you just described it, sometimes I'm like, because, you know, I'm doing this Monday through Friday and I'm like, I don't want to look at the news today. I just want to go take a walk, look at the sun, you know, go go to nature, look at positive things. And and we, when you're doing what we're doing, we're looking at all this um, elite uh, in, insanity. Um, and there's been, uh, maybe to get your thought on, you know, last hour we were talking on some subjects that uh, some, some of the listeners were not happy on my take or my previous guests take. Uh, but, you know, I respect everyone uh, and, and, and the views that they have. But do you have any thoughts on uh, Flat Earth? <laughs> OK, um, in as part of the war between the corporate media and the government on one side, and the independent media on the other, uh, there is an effort uh, to junk up independent media with all kind of nonsense. And it happens to my website as well. Uh, flat Earth, fake Apollo moon landings, chemtrails. Uh, let's see what else they've got out there. Uh, uh, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster's Love Child. Uh, JFK is still alive. Um, and, and of course, UFOs, they're pushing UFOs all uh, all over the place again. And these are attempts to try and make the independent media look like a bunch of nutcases um, and also to lure people into arguing back and forth over stuff that really isn't relevant to our current uh, reality. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious that this is an attempt at kookification. Some people listening uh, won't uh, like that, but I, 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 I'm in agreement with you. Um, and, you know, one more um is this idea that contain infectious disease or contagion uh doesn't exist or, or that viruses don't exist which you know a lot of these people also equate with contagion and infectious disease not existing. i think that was another attempt to sort of muddy up the discussion about what was going on with covid um but yeah viruses do exist uh you know uh it's been documented many times a lot of them have been calculated um the problem with the mRNA viruses uh, is they tend to mutate very rapidly. And that's why some of these COVID mRNA vaccines, if stored improperly, uh, you know, can cause some serious problems. Now, remember when they first came out, they said everybody dealing in these vaccines are going to have to buy these super, super cold refrigerators. They cost twenty, thirty thousand dollars each. And then all of a sudden the FDA says, nah, just store them in a normal refrigerator. And uh, <clears throat> See, the problem is that messenger RNA uh, is very easy to write to and read from, but it's also unstable. Now, in that split second between when it picks up a message from your cell's DNA and passes it on to the protein synthesis, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to mutate all that much. But you have an mRNA strand sitting in a vial in a refrigerator for like a week. You may be opening the door to some serious problems. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And I was just reading today here in Mexico now, it was in the news that they're, you know, the government gave them out for free. Well, I guess they were using our tax money, but now they're selling them for uh, the Moderna 
or Pfizer shots for like 120 bucks a pop, which isn't cheap by Mexican standards, uh, which uh, I, I uh, you know, to poison yourself uh, at that expense, uh, that is pretty crazy. Um, and any thoughts on Kissinger passing at age 100? We're seeing a lot of the old globalist guard uh, go, I guess, at some, you know, Rockefeller, Kissinger, Brzezinski, uh, I guess pretty soon one of the the, the elder Rothschilds are going to pass. Um, you know, any thoughts on that and whether that's really going to have an, any impact slow, slowing things down? Or are there kids uh, just going to keep doing what, what they've been doing? I've seen Alex Soros, George Soros's son, just all over the place, meeting with all the world leaders. Uh, and so he's, he seems to be pretty energetic. But any thoughts on, on Kissinger and the old guard? Um, going away well you know as you say they are the old guard and uh you know time catches up with us all uh but the thing is families with that kind of wealth and power they tend to build dynasties which means they specifically train their children to follow in their footsteps and we're certainly seeing that with george soros and alex soros and uh it's very uncommon for the offspring of somebody who's very wealthy to sort of break ranks and go off and say, I'm going to do this. It does happen occasionally, but not not very often. Yeah, you know, I guess it's very, very um, rare that we get an elite with a with that, that grows a conscience. You know, maybe Elon Musk uh, is, is less worse in some respects. Maybe not. Maybe not. Time will um, tell. You know, any other thoughts on fighting back for people around the world, resisting the tyranny uh, and then and, and fighting back? Well, the most important thing that we can do right now is to share what we know with everybody that we know. Uh, more and more people are becoming receptive to uh, seeing a different reality. Um, and if you come up against somebody who says, oh, no, the government would never do that. Well, then just quit at that point and Don't waste your time. Uh, go find somebody who's ready to listen and don't throw too much at them at the same time or the defense mechanisms will will kick in. Uh, basically, you can't shove somebody across a bridge. You have to stand on the other side and beckon them across. And it has to be done gently. Uh, but. It's certainly working. Looking at the poll numbers, uh, the American people don't trust the government. They don't trust the legacy media. And uh, they're convinced there is a lot of vote fraud out there. And, yeah, the government is losing control of the American people. They're losing control of the narrative. And they're hitting the panic button. Um, any thoughts? You know, I, I always ask the uh, two-part question. One is, you know, on, on the point of resisting. Which I think we should do uh, as 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 much as we can until we're deplatformed or taken to the gulag. Uh, but then the other is preparing. I think people we all need to make the best preparations that we can. Um, I'm kind of behind on that. You know, it depends a on a for a lot of people where you are um, and what you got to work with. But a lot of people talk about gold and silver, having crypto, farmland, um, that sort of stuff. Any thoughts on? Uh, preparing for well you know, uh, definitely you want to have uh, non-perishable food you want to have plenty of water first aid kits uh, extra copies of prescription medicines and uh, you know maybe an emergency generator if you actually own a farm you're in really really good shape um, start planting you know with this next growing season and start growing your own food uh, the people who are really going to be hurting 
and panicking, are living in the inner cities. And you're already seeing the lawlessness in places like San Francisco, where they're just walking up to stores, smashing the windows and grabbing Nikes with which to feed their families. We were about three and a half minutes um, to midnight. You know, any other thoughts on things that we haven't um, covered? Uh, there's still that J6 stuff going on. It's it's interesting. Rumble was uh, suffering a cyber attack. Uh, yes. And they think it's because they were hosting the J6 footage that no one else wants to host. But we got about three minutes left. And thoughts on that or any other uh, key issues? Well, Derek Chauvin, I mean, talk about a miscarriage of justice. Uh, this guy was convicted uh, based on a single videotape from a single angle. Um, other videos from other angles showed that the knee was on George Floyd's shoulder, not his neck. The autopsy said there were no injuries to his neck and he died of a drug overdose. The uh, courts refused to grant Derek Chauvin a new trial based on that evidence. And then there's an attempt to assassinate him in the prison. They want him to go away. He's an embarrassment. And I, I just was shocked, but not surprised regarding Chauvin that it was an FBI informant that stabbed him 22 times. I mean, yes. How obvious could the, the, that get? Can we read that as, you know, the system wanted, you know, dead men tell no tales? Something like that. And then, of course, we have that uh, decorated Navy veteran who tried to set fire to Martin Luther King's house. And uh, I think they wanted to spark some major race riots with that as a distraction from all the other things that are going wrong. Do, do you think uh, it, it just seems like there not a lot of people are biting, whether it's the green agenda? We see, you know, the Middle East, the global south are saying, forget it. We want to use our energy um, in, out in the Middle East. They're trying to get Iran and other actors to start a war they're not taking the baits and it feels like back home you know here in the us they they, uh, they also want to start uh stuff but it seems like they're having a hard time um you know any, any thoughts people just aren't listening to them anymore you know they they've lost credibility and um yeah that, that, that's definitely a major sign of decline well hopefully we can get this ship uh turned around we've got a minute and a half left uh if you want to tell us uh again um the website, any you know projects you're going to be uh, ha have working on uh, and any ways that people can get uh, involved. Well, again, I'm putting my focus entirely on my website, whatreallyhappened.com. I also spend a lot of time over on Twitter. And uh, <clears throat> at the moment, I don't have any uh, projects coming up. And, uh, you know, I've just hit that time of life where I have to slow down. Very uh, understandable, and I hope you enjoy uh, the, the the rest and and uh, that time or you know time off. Uh, we'll we'll keep checking uh, the website. I'm sure you'll be doing appearances and other pr programs. What really and there's a wealth of material there. People can donate uh, uh, a store. And thank you for coming back on TNT, Mike. I look forward to doing it again. All right, keep up the great work, uh, and I'll be signing off. I've, we've got Steve Malzberg coming up next, so don't touch that dial. Keep on rocking in the not-so-free world, and as uh, Patrick McGuhan used to say, be seeing you. <laughs>